Back with me is my old friend Calvin Watkins, ESPN Rockets beat writer. And uh, things have changed since I was going to talk to you, Calvin. I, we were going to talk some Rockets, an all-star game. But I, I got to ask you to begin with, Boogie Cousins, he is going to the Pelicans now. Should the Rockets be worried? I mean, uh, this is uh, this one kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, it did. Uh, should the Rockets be worried? Well, maybe for Thursday night. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, look, uh, the Kings, excuse me, the Pelicans, they have like, what, five centers now and about six wing players. So they, you know, and maybe two point guards. So they got to kind of reconfigure their roster. They just have to make a, they have to cut somebody or, you know, trade somebody to, to get under the league, I guess to get to 15 players. I would say in the grand scheme of things, next year you might have to be worried about the Pelicans, maybe if they could keep Boogie. But if not, I, I just think you'll see him twice. And the Rockets have, have handled Boogie Cousins in the past and beaten him. So I'm not too concerned about the Pelicans. Even though this is a great deal for them, and they'll probably make the playoffs as the eighth seed, maybe even get to the seventh seed, depending on the kind of run they go on. But I'm not that worried about the Pelicans making a, an impact on the Rockets right now. Is this the most devastating Twin Towers since you got to go back to maybe the Twin Towers here in Houston, Elijah Wan and Sampson? <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Um, it'd be interesting to see who plays center for, that, for the Pelicans. But yeah, I, I definitely think this is. This is a great deal for New Orleans. Alvin Gentry must be like, yeah, I got, I earned another year here. So, um, yeah, since Ralph and and, uh, and the Dream were, were running around down here in Houston, so this is a great deal. This is fantastic. Yeah, back in the day, they couldn't hit three pointers, Ralph and Dream. So. <laughs> it's okay. So that 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 makes it a lot better to start with. So you got guys with two guys with range can open up the floor even with that. Let me get you over. To, oh, I, I guess it was one other thing I was going to ask you about. Winner of the most dysfunctional franchise, Sacramento or the Knicks? Who's got the lead right now? I would say Sacramento has always had the lead, only because Vladi Divops and that owner are just running that franchise into the ground. I'm sure Kevin Johnson, who was the former mayor of Sacramento, that kind of saved the franchise from moving and was able to get them a new downtown arena. I'm sure he's just shaking his head like, I did all this for who? For what? I don't even have Boogie Cousins anymore. So it, it's, it's a mess out there, Sacramento. Am I a bad guy for not watching one second, a bad NBA fan for not watching one second of the NBA All-Star game? <laughs> you know, I was playing uh, 2K <laughs> with my son, and so we played back-to-back games, and, and, I, and I wanted to see how Westbrook and Durant were going to interact early in the game. But no, I don't. I'll tell you, that was the worst dunk contest I've ever seen in a while. And they've had some bad dunk contests, not in the last couple of years, but we could probably go back and there's a couple of bad ones. And that was probably one of the worst all-star games I've ever seen. I mean, yeah, they don't, they don't play defense and, and, and whatnot, but man, that was, that was pretty bad. Well, let's talk about the good thing that happened all-star weekend, and I did watch this. Eric Gordon wins the three-point contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantastic for Eric. And just... Uh, Besides the three-point contest, give me your impression of Eric Gordon, not just on the court. What have you seen from this guy this season, just as a as a guy to in the mix with the Rockets and adding to that chemistry and what he's been able to do uh, on the court, but the guy that you've seen off the court also? I think Eric has found a new life with the Rockets just from the simple fact he was, he was frustrated. Um, when you talk about dysfunctional franchises – 
um, he had mentioned what New Orleans was the last couple of years he was there. And now he gets with a stable franchise like the Rockets, and you see he's thriving. And Eric's has always been a really good guy. You know, he's real soft-spoken. He's he's cool to talk to. I mean, his game has been outstanding. You you can see that he is healthier than he's ever been. He's got he's showing everyone he's got handles. Uh, he can penetrate. He can shoot it from the outside. You know, if anybody was deserving of that three-point award, it was Eric Gordon. Because if you remember. They were booing him, and I remember watching that, thinking, "Those boos! I ever remember someone getting booed in a three-point contest, or you know, or do a skills competition or anything like that." And but Eric Gordon was booed at the beginning, and then he won it, and so it was just—it was a good weekend for him. Tell me why I shouldn't be worried about his back issues, because I always get worried. I watched Tracy McGrady for a long time, uh, Calvin. <laughs> Yeah, you know, whenever someone has a has a back issue, you you always get kind of worried. I don't think he's had the same kind of lift that he's had the last couple of weeks because of the back. I don't think it's a major issue. It's something to monitor, something to, you know, look at. Before this All-Star weekend, I had asked Mike D'Antoni, I said, do you want to just, like, shut him down, do the break, skip the three-point shootout? And he was like, no, he, he's he's going to be okay. I asked Eric about it. He said, no, I'm fine. It's just something you got to monitor and manage. And and he said he was he was good. I think he played the last game against Miami before the break, and then he played in, in the three-point shootout, so he was fine. Uh, but it is something to watch. It is something to monitor. Now, I will say this. If he does miss another game from the back injury, is it a legitimate question to ask, well, maybe he should have skipped All-Star Weekend. Maybe he shouldn't have played that last game against Miami that they eventually lost to rest his back. I think it is a legitimate question to ask, but the Rockets say that he's fine, and then when they play New Orleans on Thursday, he's going to be out there. Is there anything that you're hearing as far as trade rumors right now with the Rockets? If they make any trade, it'll be a minor trade. They'll try to add some depth. Uh, you hear different things about should they bring in a, another big um another stretch four should they bring in a guard you know they've been linked to Tariq Evans they've been linked to all kinds of guys that are out there um Mario Chalmers and, and whatnot um so I don't know if they will make a deal but if they do it's going to be a small deal somebody that could probably help the bench in a sense because as you said earlier should we be concerned about Eric Gordon's back and if there is a concern about Eric Gordon's back, then you need to get another playmaking guard to help the bench and especially take a little pressure off Harden because you don't want Harden to log heavy minutes, especially in the last 25 games of the season. they got to get another playmaking guard regardless, don't you think? Or at least somebody on the wing that can do some things uh, because they're they're relying a little bit too much on Corey Brewer when anybody goes down. And when you rely too much on Corey Brewer, that doesn't seem like it's a good thing. Everyone hates Corey Brewer around here. Yeah, I think you need another wing player, a 3D guy, without a doubt. I think that's what you need more than a big because you have three centers, you know, Trevor and Decker and Ryan Anderson. They kind of got the, the, the power forward situation settled in a sense. So you do need another ball handler, I think. I think you've always needed another ball handler. I think that's what they were looking at, Tyler Ennis. Remember when they made that deal with Beasley to get Tyler Ennis before the start of the season? And then Tyler Ennis just hasn't played, and he's not going to play under Mike D'Antoni. So, yeah, you probably need to get a veteran guard, someone out there to help 
come off the bench that could deal with it. You know, Lou Williams might have been a name that was out there who's with the Lakers. I think he brings instant offense. And I think it's easier to bring a veteran guard in here to get less minutes because the Rockets are the third seed in the West. And at some point, you will get major minutes. It just depends. It's going to change every night. Well, I'm sending Daryl to a uh, faci- some sort of facility if he doesn't make a deal at the deadline because I'm really worried about him if he doesn't make a trade deadline deal. Let me ask you about Harden and the MVP. Is he right now the prohibitive favorite? Can, can he lose it at this point outside of maybe going down with an injury with, with the way things are shaping up? It looks like they, they could be pretty solid in at the third seed. I think Harden um, is, is still the leader in, in going down the stretch. However, there's been a lot of talk about LeBron James and his season and what he brings to the Cavaliers. I wonder if he'll take some votes from LeBron. I'm sure the Warriors are going to be pumping up Kevin Durant's numbers at some point here, and you never know how the voters might think to that end regarding you know Harden and the MVP. I think Westbrook is still going to be there. You know, he's still going to have his numbers. Isaiah Thomas from Boston, he's going to get his numbers as well, and he'll get votes. But I think Harden will win the MVP. I don't think it's you know a slam dunk in a sense, but Harden should get. Harden should get the award. I mean, when you look at what he what he means to his team, it, it should say it should tell you a lot. The one thing that I worry about, Calvin, and I'm this is a little too early to worry about at this point, but there's playoff Harden, and then there's regular season Harden, and playoff Harden isn't going to get those foul calls that he normally gets. We know that uh, he has difficulty, obviously, keeping the ball, keeping possession of the ball, the turnover problem. And when defenses get locked in, it gets even more difficult. You know, he had that huge turnover game against the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs a couple of years ago, and that has been an issue. The shooting percentage goes down. Is that something that uh, you have any feeling that could change this time around? Well, he always gets tired late in the season. I mean, that's something we've seen with him the last two years. I wasn't here the year they got knocked out by Portland in the first round of playoffs, so I don't know how tired he would have been, but that was the first round. But he has he has logged a lot of heavy minutes in his career. He led the league in minutes the previous two seasons. He's not leading the league in minutes now. But what I saw, I think he had like 40-some-odd minutes in the Miami game the other night. So I was, a little, I was like a little concerned about that. But the Rockets were trying to win that game. They were losing all the way through. So Harden does tire late in the season. That has been the case with him. Whether or not it happens again this year, I'm not really sure. I think D'Antoni has to manage the minutes. And if you get another guard, a playmaking guard, like you were saying, maybe that could help keep Harden on the bench a little bit longer. But the reality is they need James Harden on the floor. And for whatever reason, he's got to somehow get this going uh, with his conditioning in the postseason to help them make a a playoff run. Is the best thing that could happen to the Rockets that they're really – locked into a certain seed the last couple of games of the season, the last maybe four or five games, maybe you can sit him down and, and, and let him rest some? That's not Mike D'Antoni. He's not going to sit anybody down. He's not taking the third seed for granted. Um, I think they have a four-game lead up on the Clippers. I think they're three and a half back of the Spurs. Um, so they're not, they're not taking anything for granted. He's, James Hall's going to play 82 games. That's just what it is. Um, there have been times where I thought D'Antoni should have rested guys uh, there have been times where I thought D'Antoni should have sat Harden for the fourth quarter and blowouts, and he, and he played him. Mike D'Antoni wants to win ball games. The higher the seed, the better. 
He wants home court because he knows that if he gets home court for the first two rounds of the playoffs, when he gets to the conference finals, or maybe, you know, maybe he will have it for at least for the first round because if he plays the Spurs, then he'll lose it. But he knows he needs first, he needs at least home court in that first round because if you look at it now, they'll play Memphis in the first round of the playoffs. And that's not an easy game. That might be a seven game series just because Memphis gives the Rockets fits. So Mike wants home court. He wants to win as many games as possible to get his guys ready. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, I was just saying, I'm hoping maybe. Maybe late in the season when they've got something locked up, maybe he can rest hard in a couple of games. and, and that Maybe, might yo, yeah, if they clinch, yeah, if they clinch the third seed. Yeah, but say they clinch the third seed and it's like two games left. I don't know. Do you sit him? I, I would say, yeah, I'm with you there, but I don't know. Mike, I don't, Mike, I don't know if Mike will do that. Last thing I wanted to ask you about is the bidding for the All-Star game in four or five years. We, we heard some stuff over the weekend that, that Houston might be in that mix. Uh, what are you hearing about that? Well, they want the All-Star game, uh, no doubt. They feel like what happened in the Super Bowl, uh, I guess, three weeks ago was a positive for them because Houston got a lot of praise in terms of how they presented the city. The traffic wasn't as bad as many people thought. But this bathroom bill that the governor is trying to get passed has raised concerns in the NBA office because the NBA is not trying to put their events in a, in a city or state where it's going to be discriminatory against any particular gender or any particular race. So the NBA feels like this law that might pass, might probably come up to voters or whatever, is discriminatory in some, in some fashion, similar to the North Carolina bathroom bill that did get passed. And as you saw, the NBA pulled the All-Star game out of Charlotte and moved it to New Orleans. So I think that in itself hurts it. Now, I think the All-Star game was just in Houston maybe four years ago or something like that. So you're talking about 2020, 2021, where that All-Star game would come back because Sacramento's got a new arena. They'll get an All-Star game. Detroit's getting a new arena. They'll get an All-Star game before Houston, obviously. But these laws, the NBA is very, very protective of their, of their, of their brand. And they're not going to put their game, their signature game, uh, in a city or a state where they feel like there's some discriminatory practices going against people of, of different genders or different different races. And that's ESPN Rockets beat writer Calvin Watkins. There's no way we would put him in a deal with, with uh, New Orleans for Langston <laughs> Galloway. Thanks so Appreciate much for that. doing this, man. <laughs> All right, bro. <laughs> for more interviews, subscribe to Houston Sports Talk on iTunes, or if you're an Android user, download our free Houston Sports Talk app in the Google Play Store. We're also available on Stitcher or the TuneIn app, and our website is HoustonSportsTalk.net.